Hello, thank you for clicking play. If you're passionate about supporting small business, small creators and are enjoying the podcast, I would love if you considered supporting me and the show via Patreon. You'll find the link in the show notes where you can join us from as little as £3.50 a month. You'll be supporting the making of the show, enable me to keep the show ad free, get behind the scenes content, blog posts and lots more. Just click the link in the show notes to find out more. Now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to Independent Thinking, the podcast exploring a new era for the high street with your host, me, Alexandra. We'll be celebrating those who are doing wonderful, creative things in the most difficult of circumstances. We'll be going behind the scenes of businesses and shops that you love. You look forward to visiting to add joy to your high street. Welcome along. Thank you so much for all the love you've shown for the first two episodes and for the reviews you've left for the show. A huge amount of love for Leslie from the pastry section and rightly so. Uh, So many of you found her story really inspiring and I thoroughly enjoyed speaking to her that day. It was fantastic. Um, And I think her comments about staying true to your vision when others try and sway you off course really hit home. So thank you for that. Ahead of this week's episode... A quick note to say that we mentioned Spoon, a restaurant in Edinburgh which, since recording, has sadly announced that it's closed its doors for the last time due to the continued restrictions surrounding Covid and having received no furlough or rent reductions. I wanted to keep it in as I didn't want to edit out the huge challenge that's being faced by so many independent businesses at the moment. I'm really sorry to hear about the loss of Spoon. I know I've enjoyed many a business meeting there over a glass of wine or a platter chatting over a show that we've just seen at the Festival Theatre. It's a big loss to Edinburgh and to hospitality here, and thoughts are with everyone who's worked there during these increasingly difficult times. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Holly from Holly Grows. Established during deepest lockdown, Holly Grows is a plant and interiors business which promises to liven up your home with a beautiful range of houseplants. For those who have no idea where to start, they even have an interior service to help you decide what plants are right for you, and even where to put them. In fact, it was this love of interiors which led Holly to be so interested in plants in the first place, as well as a terrible breakup. Having just graduated from a marine biology degree this year, but knowing that she wouldn't pursue that as a career, Holly reassessed, as many of us have done during these months inside, and decided now was the time to pursue her long-held passion for plants and dream of owning her own plant shop. Welcome to the podcast, Holly. Thank you so much for your time today. You're very welcome. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Not at all. Now, I know I won't be alone in almost rediscovering my love of plants during this time. Is that something that you've seen with Mm -hmm. your customers a lot? Yes. Yeah, I feel like so much of my Facebook is just filled with people saying, there's all these memes that's like me before lockdown and it's like one little plant and then it's like me after lockdown their whole house is full of plants I think it has a lot of people have found a love for plants during lockdown which is nice Mm because it's such a nice hobby so nice yeah it just well that's the thing because that's where I kind of wanted to start with you because I feel so we talked about how what I mentioned in the introduction that you had a bit of a breakup and, and I feel like these life events like this can really take you in different directions can't mm-hmm. you kind of spur yeah. this inspiration mm-hmm. and I and it's and you said kind of when we discussed in this podcast that that's that's where it all began for you you were thinking yeah. do you know actually I love interiors so, t- so tell us yeah tell us about your inspiration for the business and why interiors and plants really yeah. excite so, you 
I think probably just leaving home and having my own space to decorate. And I, I'm just such a nester. I think that's all where it comes, what it comes down to. Like, no matter whether it's a, a one month rental or like my family home, I imagine I will nest to the same degree. <laughs> like, I can't help myself. I just nest and nest and nest all the time. So, yeah, I think it was just realizing all that freedom you have to decorate your own space. And then I got a few house plants when I first left, left home. And then, yeah, I've always liked having plants and loved decorating. But yeah, it was definitely the breakup was awful, was <laughs> the worst breakup ever. Oh, gosh. And I just feel like it was like my version of self-care, just something to do. <laughs> it was nice, something to take up as an interest and distract me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I would completely agree. I think everyone's sort of in nesting mode I know that I have well in your honor Holly I have multiple plants around me I feel like they're maybe not not all of them as luscious as the ones that are on your Instagram but they are they're getting there they're getting there so tell us about so setting up a business at this time must have been pretty challenging How, how how have you found it well to be honest I just feel pretty clueless if I'm honest but um it's been okay I think it's just all a complete guessing game like I think in my head I always I've known for a while that it's something I want to do but it's always been like oh one day and then I was doing a lot of like reading about it and anything I read was like oh like it takes nothing to open a plant shop like stop making up excuses like just do it like so I was just like you know what like I've moved home to my parents because I've just graduated and I have no, no money to worry about so I was like, really, it's the only chance I'm going to have to yeah. start a business without worrying about money. Um, so, yeah, I just went for it. And basically all it required was setting up a website, um, like an Instagram and a Facebook page and stuff. So that it's all legitimate enough to get suppliers. Um, but other than that, because it's currently just like a sole trader thing, I didn't really have to like register anything. So it was just kind of like get working out where I get everything which was quite intimidating but actually fine once I worked it all out um but yeah it's been okay yeah and but it is but it is a bold thing to do you know it it, I think Mm -hmm. and I think it's just fantastic that you've just done something which a lot of people might just sit on for years and think oh that's you know it's a real idea of mine Mm -hmm. but to just do it I think is is something which is yeah I can't sit on things Ah, okay. Cannot. It's that entrepreneurial (laughs) spirit again, isn't it? It's that kind of like, yeah, like just going for it. So, so I think, I think one thing we should say actually is that you know, obviously, this podcast we talk a lot about physical retail and the idea of the high street and it being. Mm -hmm. And so you're slightly different in that you've you've come from online, but is your ambition is to have like a physical space? Yeah, that's the dream. So tell us a bit more about the world of plant retail and what it is that you feel like in your opinion that poly grows brings to the market um I think there is maybe a lack of um I think a lot of people are scared to get plants because they have never known what to get and everyone I've spoken to has said like oh it's amazing that you're offering home consultations because I just have no idea where to begin and I've had messages of people saying like oh I've been meaning to get plants for ages and then I saw that you're willing to come and do it for me and 
that's amazing because I don't have a clue where to start. And I do think that's something that makes a difference because so many people, you see them and I, I see plants in people's houses yeah. and I'm like, why have you got that one? It's so hard to go for. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even want that plant. Like, <laughs> that's the biggest diva in the plant world that you could possibly have. So, and it's just like, people just go, oh, that one's nice. And you're like, no, I don't know. <laughs> Terrible decision. Um, so it's nice to be able to offer people even just to say this one's easy this one's easy yeah they'll be fine you offer such a well you do the follow-up as well so you have like people can phone you and if they've got any questions or things aren't growing properly yeah. and also you do a reporting service which frankly would have sort of <laughs> helped me out so much because oh god the floor gets covered in soil and the whole thing and I know and it's I've lived in a one bed flat with no not one bed flat a two bed flat on the Royal Mile which if anyone listening doesn't know is the main street in Edinburgh like busy there was no storage it was a really small flat it was amazing I loved living there but it wasn't somewhere I would be storing soil <laughs> and the the right soil you can't just have one bag of soil you need all the things to add into it so um yeah I thought it would be a nice thing to offer and I'm also hoping to start offering like soil mixes in smaller bags that is already mixed so that people don't just go and buy like the typical one from a garden center that's rubbish and doesn't have all the extra things that it needs added into it um and then people can buy that if they've just got one plant that needs repotting it's do you know it's it's like we knew that we were going to talk about this very specific subject because actually and, and listeners you might not believe me on this but i have a 20 kilo bag of, of, of soil sitting beside me so <laughs> the struggle is real I, I I feel you so I would absolutely love that service for sure mm-hmm. so yeah so this idea of a physical shop in the, in, in the future but I know that so that's something you're kind of working towards but you're mm-hmm. got some pop-ups on the horizon I hear and so so that yes. that feeling because that, that's the thing isn't it plants are so it's important that we we appreciate them in, in the physical sense mm-hmm. um so yeah, mm-hmm. tell us more about yeah. your thoughts about that so what would the pop-up look at, look like um so yes I am hopefully hosting a pop-up in Spoon they've said they're they're keen they love plants so I'm got a meeting with them soon um which would hopefully because they're quite a big cafe would just mean I'll get a little corner and I could just set up a mini plant shop and when people are in getting a coffee and a cake they can have a look at some plants um yeah so that would be so nice to just like see people in in the flesh because currently I've just I've got like the sunroom on the back of my house we've just like emptied and we're just using it as like a mini plant shop effectively (laughs) but it's not somewhere that people would come because it's a bit (laughs) odd because it's in my house but it's nice even like people who are I know who are local are like can I just come have a look and I'm like yeah and like it's nice to have a space that yeah people can yeah. visit and physically Absolutely. see them and you can like give tips and yeah I think it's a lot nicer so I'm very excited for that and I'm hopefully doing like a market stall as well ah. um next month which will be lovely so 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 for you then it's because you know I I love you I love I'm not a huge shopper, but I love, this is, this is exactly what a shop you want to hear. You know, I, I love looking at shops, but I don't like buying stuff. But, um, <laughs> I do, I'm the same, to be honest. <laughs> we're nightmare customers. Um, but I do, there's something really special about a really beautifully curated shop or like a lifestyle shop. 
mm-hmm. all of that. And there's been a really, mm-hmm. there's been some really lovely pop-ups happen, particularly in Edinburgh. They're just so inspiring as well. The way that they're set up and because yeah. that's the thing. I mean, when you think about your customers, are are you, yeah, what is a typical customer for you? As in like, what do you have a, an idea in your head of who it is that you're looking to attract or? See, I, th- I find this actually quite a hard question because I think in my head, I'm like, oh, I'd love it to just be like people who have beautiful <laughs> homes and I just want to, I can go in and my Instagram will be filled with beautiful pictures. But in reality, I'm living at my parents in the borders and a lot of my customers are just like middle-aged mums who just want a plant and I never hear from them again, but they're so happy with their purchase and it's not all like Instagrammable like which would probably make life easier obviously because I just have all this content but like in reality there's such a whole a huge range of customers and yeah I think everyone wants plants weirdly there's not I don't think there's an easy customer to be like this is who I need to target it's kind of like I think everyone can be convinced that it's a good addition to yeah them. absolutely oh absolutely and I think that's the thing as well about you your whole style I think your whole ethos for the business I think when if anyone goes on to hollygrows.co.uk you'll see like their your voice is is well you have a sort of can't you can't kill easily range or is that what you call it <laughs> Hard to kill. I Hard think to is kill. What calling it. Yes. Which is, I think it's about making gardening and houseplants particularly, taking away some of that that feeling mm-hmm. of like, oh gosh, I don't know, I don't know how to look after it and when do yeah. I feed it? And, and it feels like your, your MO is all about like, let's open this up to people. And no, mm-hmm. I don't have a specific customer because actually I think everyone should have these beautiful yeah. things in their homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of wanting to tell people the things I wish I'd been told. And I'm sure that's harder to keep up once you have a shop but I hope that I'll manage to keep it up even into the future um but yeah like I feel like everything I know I learned the hard way from killing plants um so like there's things like on all my care cards I'm like do not overwater like don't you dare give your plants too much water because that is the worst thing you could possibly do which is something that most people think it's the opposite like I delivered a plant the other day and he was like so you know like two to three times a week watering and I was like no 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 (laughs) stay away from the plant yeah so there's just like little things that I think for people who know a lot about plants seem like blatantly obvious so they don't maybe think to tell people but I'm like these are the things that if I'd been told at the start life would have been much easier (laughs) yeah hugely helpful because I think for a long time there's been a sort of a feeling like you really need to know what you're doing with plants or and but that hasn't been helped by the people who've been selling them perhaps in the past or but also there's been some really terrible (laughs) plant sellers not selling very healthy plants so what do you think has been wrong with with plant retail as it's been in the past and, and what do you think needs to be shaken up about it now I think I think with a lot of big retailers it is just like like for example I have a plant at the moment that's in like rehab because it was <laughs> it was overwatered to the point of death from Sainsbury's like and and just like it was just dropping leaves from the minute I got it and now it's it's recovering because I managed to salvage it but like people oh. who don't know about plants will just be walking and they're like oh that's so nice and then it puts people off plants because whereas I would be mortified if I gave someone a plant that died <laughs> immediately so like I and I know that's probably much harder to keep up 
as you become more mass produced or whatever but currently i i do think there is something so much better about getting it from a small business where you know that they are obsessed with them being healthy like there's plants that i've received and i'm like no i'm not selling that and i'm just going to keep it until it's healthier and then i'll sell it because <laughs> i the thought the thought of someone getting a plant and being a bit like mm. and I'm, but to be honest i'm such a perfectionist that like you know like if a plant's a bit spindly i'm like mm, don't like that and i'll fix it because i i like the, i like aesthetics and i like things to look perfect so other people would probably get a plant and be like this is so beautiful and i'm like Mm-mm-mm. i'm gonna keep hold of that for a while make sure it's much nicer um so yeah i think it is it's nice to have that that a lot of like garden centers and retailers probably don't have the time to do but mm-hmm. it it does make a big difference and I, I do think that's something that's missing and that taps into exactly what we're what we're seeing uh, this whole podcast is about and like you embody that so beautifully is that it's you, that personal touch that kind of feeling really I was going to say emotionally invested in the plants because I feel, I feel like you yeah. are and it's you know yeah. I would be horrified if I gave something that died or and I think that that's that yeah that's exactly what independent retailers can do so beautifully and so well so you talked about being really interested in aesthetics so can you tell us a lot more about this interior service you provide so how does that work so do you come in and almost give like a consultation yeah so so far I've only I've done a few so far and basically I just go in and see what the lighting's like work out like what sort of budget they want which is impossible because no one has any idea how much plants cost (laughs) but you can just like kind of work out and then you can just let them know what you're thinking obviously but yeah I just kind of go in and check out the lighting see what sort of care they're willing to give to plants whether I should just get like all snake plants because they can just be ignored or if they're willing to put a bit more effort in um and then I'll take before pictures and then I'll just go away and work out what plants would be best and yeah, whether it's like three plants or an office full of plants, it's nice. It's good. It's nice to offer it and be able to, I think for a lot of people, they just can't be bothered. They want they want what plants look like without thinking about it, which yeah. is fine. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I like to do. So This is why we bring yeah. in your expertise, isn't it? I mean, yeah. yeah. And is that another reason? So you, when you have this physical space, because I'm thinking about this physical space that you're going to have, at a shop front. Mm-hmm. So is that something that you want to grow as well? No, sorry about the pun. The pun, the puns here are going to have to come. <laughs> um, but the growing that element of the business as well. Yeah, I would love for the interior side of things to still, you know, like in a dream world, I'd have a shop big enough that's big enough to have a plant shop attached to an interior shop that sells vintage mm. stuff and hand-picked beautiful furniture. Um, but that's that's a while off I imagine but yeah it is something I would always like to focus on because like in another life I wish I had studied interior design at uni or something um so it's nice to be able to include that without actually feeling like I don't have the qualifications or something it is just a passion that goes hand in hand with the plants I guess yeah and I think if you like you say if you're just a an entrepreneur if you're a bit of a doer anyway I feel like that's not something that's going to hold you back anyway Holly I mm-hmm. feel like if you because it feels like you're you know what this is something I'm really interested in and I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it mm-hmm. but you you talk about so you've you I've got this idea of this kind of vintage furniture and really 
this beautifully curated space but you're already starting to do that by your work through well you're working with makers aren't you to develop like mm-hmm. hand stands and that kind of yeah. thing so tell us how that came about so you're so, working with who's that yeah so that actually came about because my mum actually um worked um like she she used to run a business and then she stopped and wasn't working and she ended up just doing um she was doing basic she was basically an apprentice for a woodworker (laughs) and she just loved it like she loves like hands-on stuff and all the tools and stuff and just had the best time and there was actually a guy not the main guy she was working with but another guy that worked with them he was like this young guy from near me where I'm from in the borders and my mom was like why don't you get in touch with him like he does woodwork and he won't be that expensive and he's just like a startup as well um, yes, it was just this guy called Matthew or Ogle is his Facebook name. That's his company name. And yeah, I just got in touch with him and said, like, this is the sort of thing I'd want. Like, because stands like, I think I've got one at home and it's from Amazon and it's fine. But, you know, you'd rather get one that's not from Amazon. <laughs> and they're actually, they're not hard to find. There is a lot of them, but they're very expensive. And yeah, I just thought it'd be nice to offer them myself because they're not, I think and a lot of the time you see it you google it and they're all in dollars like I think it's there's a lot more sellers in America for them um but yeah so I was like I'll just start doing that so he makes them and I'm gonna stain them myself because I want to be in control of what color they are um but yeah it's working out well it's nice to have someone local that I'm working with and I I get the sense of you Holly so you when you mentioned about having this really clear idea I think that's such an important thing isn't it when you're an independent retailer you've got a really mm-hmm. clear idea of what you want to what mm-hmm. you want to achieve who what the aesthetic is you're you're building mm-hmm. so is that something else that I mean are you gonna find other makers who can kind of work with as well is this something you're yeah, interested I mean, in doing I would love that um even just for like pots and accessories like I currently I've just been kind of looking for companies that sell the sort of things that I want like I'm working with a company called Anther and Moss who make concrete pots and they're just so beautiful and so nicely designed and he's a, a small business down in London so I'll be one of his like I think maybe like his third stockist or something but his company you would look at his Instagram and think he's huge like it's it's so well done and nicely done um and yeah they're they're made by he was a plant man and he realized that there was a lack of pots that are actually designed well to have plants in them so they're like perfect and they've got drainage and they've got everything um so yeah he's that's it's it's nice that it's like another small business and I can kind of like even when we had our first chat he was kind of like I assume you don't know this because like I was just starting out and then I was like I assume you're the same because <laughs> you know neither of us have a clue really um but yeah so I even if it's not like someone hand making stuff it's nice to find companies that are exactly the sort of aesthetic I want and try and stock their stuff so yeah hopefully get more and more as yeah. as time goes on yeah and this idea of community isn't it between local businesses themselves but being part of something but also I think that community that you build with your customer base but if I can pick up with Mm -hmm. that about um, what you were saying about the business owners do you feel part of something bigger is there like a is there a plant retailer scene is what I'm saying is there like (laughs) sort of like a sort of community that you've found (laughs) I think I think they're definitely well there's a huge plant community online 
which in some ways can be very intimidating because they are plant people know so much and you forget that you know a lot like it's easy for me to forget that compared to your average person I actually do have quite a lot of knowledge because because then you see you go on you go on Facebook and there's all these plant groups and they're like how many plants do you have and someone's like I have three thousand in my living room <laughs> and like and there's just like no way you could ever possibly be on that level um but yeah the plant community is lovely and it definitely is a thing like plant people are, are very community-based I think because they're ashamed not ashamed but they don't have anyone else they can talk to about this weird obsession that they have um but yeah in terms of retailers I feel like I've not really I don't know if I would feel like I'm sure you could approach one and be like how do you like help <laughs> or whatever um but then like, you see a lot of stuff like on Facebook like or someone saying like I'm looking to start up a business can anyone tell me where they get their plants and everyone responds being like no one's gonna tell you their suppliers <laughs> I think it's a bit like dog eats dog world in some ways but then in other ways there's there's like you know like Tim from Anther and Moss the pots company he's so lovely and I imagine I could approach him and say I'm stuck can you help I, but and I'm sure there is loads of plant shops like that as well that I've just not spoken to him because there's no way to really collaborate with a shop that already exists I guess but um no it is a lovely community the plant community I think it's so important this time that not only do we support small business but small businesses kind of like you say help mm -hmm. each other out find ways to inspire each other support mm -hmm. each other but also create business opportunities for each other and I think um yeah it's it's a it's a I think it's just a lovely thing to see so I'm going to ask you a little bit more about the high, your local high street. So I, <laughs> in terms of your shopping habits then, were there any businesses during lockdown that you felt particularly connected with or you were proud of what they, what they did during that time? Funnily enough, I live in the middle of nowhere with my parents, but I, I still count Edinburgh as just where I live, to be honest, even though I have moved out now. Um, but I was in Edinburgh for like six years before moving back to my parents. So, and my boyfriend's still here. So I still, I'm just like, no, Edinburgh's just where I live. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like it was amazing to see all the independent retailers, like even like Grow Urban, the plant shop in Edinburgh, like it wasn't long into lockdown that they opened up their online shop and started doing plant deliveries and I was jealous I wasn't living in Edinburgh and couldn't get a plant delivery. But yeah, it was amazing to see um, how quickly the smaller businesses start working online and just make it work because their customers still want them to exist. <laughs> um, but yeah, in terms of shopping, I don't know if I missed shopping. I think I, I hate spending money. <laughs> um, <laughs> in some ways, in other ways, I would book 10 holidays in a year if I had the money. Okay. Um, but I've tried to stop buying fast fashion and unnecessary things. And because I'm at home, I try not to shop as much. So lockdown, it wasn't actually too bad in terms of shopping. But yeah, I would say it was, in terms of independent businesses, impressive to see how things adapt. But then also sad to see the ones that go that maybe would have never gone had lockdown never happened. Yeah, it's been definitely a testing time. I think you mm -hmm. mentioned at the start of this before recording 
we'll do it. We do a test, listeners, just to see what people had for their breakfast, just the test levels. And you mentioned uh, a plant, well, we won't name names, but a plant-based uh, yogurt product. And you talk mm-hmm. about a sustainability. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so, is that, because I, I also feel like there's some, there has been some concern in the past about where plants are sourced from or is there, so can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that aspect of your business, so that sustainability angle? Yeah, so I think it's probably, it's definitely something I want to research more, but there's a lot of, I quite often see posts in plant groups being like, we need to all stop with this obsession about rare plants because there's some Facebook groups I'm in where you get these random men, I think from like Indonesia, and they just post a picture of a plant and they just say, can someone ID this for me? And they've clearly been out and poached it. And it's like, it's like a problem over there, I think, because like forests are getting destroyed because poachers are trying to find rare plants um, to try and sell. So I think once I, as I get bigger and that's maybe I do want to stock more rare plants, it's definitely something I'll be careful and do a lot more research into because I'd hate to be causing something like that. Um, but yeah, I think it is something that I'm definitely going to be wary of and in terms of sustainability in other ways I'm inter- like packaging is all paper I'm using starch packing peanuts that dissolve in water and all my boxes for shipping so far have all come from my other work so I still work part-time in retail um, and I just source boxes there because I'm like I'm not going to buy boxes when people just put them in the bin <laughs> so I'm right. like people can deal with the fact that your box says hobbycraft on it because <laughs> and people like it I think it's I'd way rather do that I hate the thought of all the waste from packaging when at work like every week there's just crates and crates of recycling and I'm like recycling only does so much it's better to get another use out of the box before it gets recycled so until I get bigger and that's not possible um, I'd like to keep that up as long as I can and I'll only buy boxes if I need a very specific shape that I can't find at work basically but yeah I try and make everything as sustainable I as see. I can. Another reason why people should um, can log into your website and kind of have a look and see what your offer is because I, I hadn't even thought about what rare plants as in I hadn't really thought about where they've been sourced which sounds really ignorant of me but yeah. is that no, you don't though. You don't think. And is about that it. are they because they're, they're trying to find the newest, best thing that's going to try and attract, or is it simply tell us more about that? I don't. Um, I actually don't know much about rare plants at all. I don't feel like I know enough about it. I feel like it's quite a mystery. Well, I don't know if there is that much out there to read about it, but I think it's something that people are becoming a bit more wary of. Um, and I definitely think it's more of an issue when it's like avid plant collectors who have huge collections and like nothing is ever enough and like they need the next best thing kind of thing and it's things like this um the variegated monstera that everyone wants which i actually have a cutting of one because some guy was selling one in edinburgh on facebook marketplace um and i that it's things like that that people are poaching but it's hard to know because a lot of the groups i'm in are worldwide groups and i think there's probably different issues like in the UK, all of our plants basically come from Holland and they're all grown in Holland. Um, so I, d- I do think it is more of an issue with super rare things because maybe if they don't have them in Holland, the suppliers will do anything to try and find them. So they'll go 
further afield. But honestly, I, I couldn't try and say I have enough knowledge on it to try and pretend I do. <laughs> I wouldn't want to give off wrong information, but it is definitely something that I think people are becoming more aware of. And I'm looking forward to more coming out about it so that I can understand it a bit better. Even even mentioning it, I think, is raising people's attention to it and actually thinking about where our plants come from and, and where. Because I, I remember visiting, there's an amazing a wholesale plant warehouse um, in rural Perthshire of all places Svetslut have you been mm-hmm. oh I haven't been oh no. and it's it's basically like fresh cut flowers and they also all yeah. come from from Holland and yeah that, that's like the supplier that I well one of the suppliers I've been to in Glasgow most of them are florists mainly um but they also because they're always going to Holland they have access to all the Holland plants as well um but yeah you can see all the fresh cut flowers there as well and it's just Amazing. it's like a whole new world you don't even really think about where things come from I know they've really cornered the market yeah exactly they've mm. really cornered the market and I don't know what their soil they're amazing whatever they're no, doing over I there I actually know why it is oh do you tell me so, <laughs> apparently it's because they have very naturally really hot geothermal sources so they can abuse that and heat greenhouses for a lot cheaper than we could over here wow okay you don't need to use as much electricity to heat greenhouses so i think cost wise it's like way more cost efficient over there and that's how they've managed to nail it oh, i love that you're teaching me so much holly i mean <laughs> i've got so no, much you don't think about it do you I know. And then you're like oh, you just I, think, I never wondered exactly you think oh i just don't want a, a i'm what, 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 what I'm trying to think of a plant I want a peace lily and you think of mm-hmm. you don't even think of where it comes from or which is no. which is really bad to say but I sometimes you just you just buy it because it looks well, great you're in luck I think peace lilies are okay oh phew, okay, phew. <laughs> they're pretty common so I'm I don't think it. you have to worry too much yeah <laughs> you've not got a poacher hunting for your peace lily <laughs> oh thank goodness okay we can all rest easy everyone um so what can what can your customers look forward to next then what what is what is on your horizons? I think mainly pop-ups and more stock, hopefully, as I move forward and have more profits to spend on more. Because currently I'm just kind of like going as as I sell, I'll go and do another shop because I'm like, I don't know what's going to, I don't want to, I don't want to splash out on way too many plants and them not to sell. So yeah, more, more stock would be nice. Pots, I've not got pots yet, but they're coming soon. And the plant stands, they're going to be up soon. And I've not got very many plant stands because I don't know how they'll sell, but Matthew's easy enough and I can just let him know when I need more. So it's hopefully something I'll be constantly stocking. Yeah, the thing I'm most excited for is doing pop-ups and it finally feeling like it's maybe like becoming more than what it currently is because I'm just like desperate for like (laughs) next steps. (laughs) It's really good to have that hunger to do more and also to see who your customers are you're going to see them in the flesh I mean I'm sure with your with your home deliveries you've seen a few of them but you're going to just then open up to a whole new client base now with these pop-ups around mainly Edinburgh where can people look out out for them across Scotland or pop-up wise I'm currently just thinking Edinburgh mainly because that's where I'd like my shop to be (laughs) in the long run um but in Uh... terms of markets because I'm from the borders um the market that I'm doing in October is like my local market in West Linton, which is like 40 minutes out of Edinburgh. And then the town that I went to high school in is Peebles, which isn't far from where I stay. And they've got a market on a Thursday that I'm going to try and get involved in. So there is going to be other areas that I'll 
be in, but I'm not 100% sure if I'll go like Glasgow and all those other places just yet. We'll try Edinburgh first, see how it goes. <laughs> I love that. So people can keep an eye out for that on the on your Instagram and kind of yeah. keep up to date with where you're mm-hmm. going next. I'm going to uh, close today and let you get on with uh, the rest of your Sunday. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is doing plant retail really well? Is there a shop that you is your absolute favourite that you've been to, either in Scotland or around the world? Hmm. That's such a hard question because there's so many lovely ones. Um, there's actually a new one that's opened in Edinburgh that I've not been to yet. They also have a shop in Glasgow that's called, I don't know how to pronounce mm. it, but it's like and their shop is beautiful. And when I see it, I'm like, oh, that's exactly what I want. <laughs> um, and I've not actually been yet because it's only just opened. But I would say from a distance, admiring that shop is they've they've nailed it. But then I also went to Prick in London, um, the cactus shop. And I like, they kind of do it a bit differently and it's not jam-packed full with plants. It's a bit more, you know, just like a nice row of plants on each shelf, which I like because sometimes I feel like plant shops are a bit cramped and it must be difficult not to do because obviously you need the stock there and otherwise you'd have to have two facilities really because you'd need somewhere to store the plants and to fill your shop. I would like to find like a middle ground where it's kind of people walk in and they go, oh, this is how they could look in my house. And I could have a few nice bits of furniture with a nice plant next to it. But I mean, I say this, but I'll get a shop and it'll all be impossible. And we'll see. Um, Yeah, I would love to have just like a middle ground where there's enough plants for everyone to buy, but it still looks like a beautiful space that people can go, oh, yeah. I can see what a difference this would make interior wise. Uh, I love that idea. And I think with that attitude that you've kind of started this business through this really difficult time, you have created connection, you've met other business owners, you've got amazing reviews on your website. If anyone's like looking for what to buy, <laughs> a beautiful Instagram. I think with any with those behind you, I've no doubt that you're going to create a beautiful and I look forward to visiting a beautiful shop in the future. Oh, so so exciting. So we'll leave it here today, Holly. Thank you so much for offering well, thanks for having me. All. It's been an absolute pleasure. And for yeah guiding us through that world of plant your whole your whole journey here so we look forward to to seeing where you go next and seeing those pop-ups so thank you very much and we will i will speak to you soon Thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did and you want to support me to continue to make the show, I would love it if you became a patron by clicking the link in the show notes. From as little as the price of a coffee a month, you'll receive behind the scenes content, blog posts and lots more. Click the link in the show notes to find out more or head to patreon.com slash independent thinking. Bye for now.